Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast, where we will discuss with industry experts on how to create wealth and build passive income from apartment buildings, self-storage, mobile home parks, and much more. Here is your host, Jonathan Way. Welcome to the Building Wealth Through Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Way, and I'm the founder of Grayson Capital Group, my investment firm. If you're interested in passively investing with us, please visit graystonecapgroup.com and join our investor network. Okay, and now on to the show. Hey, Kavi. Welcome hey. to the show. Hey, how's it going, Jonathan? How are you? Good, thank you. Today, we have Kavi. Uh, he's um, from Cornerstone um, Capital Lending, and, um, and he can um, share some of his background and, and, and what, he, what he does. Sure. So yeah, to give you a little kind of a background on our end of things, you know, we've been in this business for, you know, probably 43, 44 years now. Uh, when my father starting as a bank teller back in the day, working his way up, managing a bunch of banks. Then we got to the point where he ended up, um, you know, starting a bank with a couple of guys that we know. Um, and we owned and operated that bank for about 15 years out here in Manhattan Beach, California. Uh, we did very well with the bank. Um, you know, the only thing with banking is that when you own one, you get limited on diversification. The feds want you to diversify your portfolio. They don't want only spending uh, time on certain deals, like maybe like self-storage or hotels or whatever. They want you to spread out your risk and start lending on more than one uh, product type, which we did. But at the same time, we do about 100, 150 million in volume a year. And when you're doing that type of volume, we get capped out pretty quickly within the, within the year where we, we were just literally forced to do more different type of deals. And so okay. we decided, decided that's probably not the best bet, you know, to give away all the business. So what we do now is we sold the bank to Bank of California. And what we're doing is we're representing banks uh, that we know personally, kind of like a brokerage in a way, but a little bit different in the fact that we actually represent banks through the committee level and, um, you know, ownership structure of the bank. Um, over the years of owning the bank, we've met a lot of uh, executives and people that are in charge of deciding, you know, the bank's uh, decision-making and really just making sure we're dealing with the right people or we're not going to waste our time um, or the client's time at the end of the day, you know, because with a lot of lenders out there these days, they'll offer this, they'll offer that. And then at the end of the day, they're like, well, you know what? We have to change the terms on you last minute because we didn't know about this. Or, you know, now we just don't even want to do the deal because we realized this came up and we didn't know about that either. So what we do, you know, because we own a bank, instead of waiting um, at the end of the day or at the end of the day, the deal to close and find out all these issues at closing, we decide to do all the work up front. So with our, with our um, um, background, what we do is, well, we go in, take all the, the paperwork, kind of underwrite the deal preliminarily um, because we did have a bank. We understand what's going to have problems with them, what, you know, we have, what we need to look into. And so we go ahead and check everything pr uh, prior, making sure we don't have any issues that we run into at the problem at the end of the day. And so if there's going to be issues, I'd rather let the deal go day one, not find out 45 days later that there's a problem. So instead of doing it the old school way of checking everything at the end, we go ahead and do the full underwriting up front that a bank would want to look at. And, uh, you know, our, we also were a part owner of a company called SBA Complete. Uh, they actually did underwriting and servicing for about 250 banks nationwide as well. So our background is in underwriting. We understand the background of what banks need to see, how they need it structured. Um, you know, everything about the deal, we kind of check prior. So yeah, like I said, we do all this work up front. And so because of that, we know from day one that this deal is going to close as long as the appraisal and the environmental report comes in fine. Now, you know, the main thing is, you know, obviously making sure that we check the property stuff, but we also have to check the background of the client. If we're going the SBA route, we do what's called a global cash flow report. We want to make sure that, you know, there's nothing, no issues that come up uh, globally, uh, because even if the property makes perfect sense, it might not make perfect sense um, if, if that, you know, maybe their global cash flow and their other businesses underwater. So instead of checking all these little things, like I said, at the end, we go ahead and check everything at the very beginning and just figure out right away if we have a deal to be made or not. Um, you know, if we're going the SBA route, 
Um, right now, they are offering, you know, three months principal and interest payments made up until 9000 a month right now. You have to close a loan by September 30th in order to get that. You would also get um, with SBA right now, they are giving um, the, the SBA guarantee fee, which is around two and a half to three and a half percent is what they charge. Right now, they're waiving that cost as well. Um, and then because we do the underwriting for banks internally and do all the paperwork for them up front, um, we, we actually get paid for doing the underwriting that we do and based off volume that we send. So because of that, uh, most deals that we do, we actually don't charge a single fee whatsoever or anything to the client. Our whole goal is we want to do multiple deals together, not just one deal. If we can help you save the 1% of broker would charge and you can reinvest into a second deal. Now we're all doing two deals. You know, we're not doing one deal. So that's our goal at the end of the day is we want, we'll give back as much as we can to the client to make sure a deal is doable. We'll also make sure we're not wasting anyone's time right away. Um, and just our goal is to really just do volume like we do and making sure we're taking care of our you know, clients in the meantime. Great, great. I, lo- I love that because you're saving valuable time for people like, like me, the investor who doesn't know where it will qualify or not. And I don't want to be surprised at the end, obviously it'd be very frustrating. And you also don't charge a fee, which is wonderful because normally it's one percent uh, fee. I know mm-hmm. Freddie Mac world and the brokerage world, like um, mm-hmm. we deal with these brokers, a one percent fee. Yep. Um, yeah, and it's and the reason why we, like I said, do it, do it that way is because you know then we all know we're all none of us are wasting our time. And right now in this market, especially, it's a very hot market. If you don't get your stuff together and you don't make it work, you're going to lose that deal pretty quickly. And you know, in this time, timing is of essence. There's plenty of buyers lined up. There, it's a seller's market. There's always going to be the next buyer that can take it down if you can't. So if you're going to wait around and you know tell the client or the seller last minute oh, the bank messed up, they can't do it now, can we switch banks? You probably lost that deal. So instead of going to a local bank and saying, I have my local bank that does it, um, you know, sometimes that is a great option depending on what it is. But you know, I can pretty much let you know if that's going to be worth your time or not. And if it's not, we'll say, look, we can get it done at this amount of speed in this time. Now, you know, considering SBA loans, if you go to a local bank, I've seen most of these banks do them in about six months, maybe four to six months. We're doing those same loans in about 35 to 45 days. Now that's a big difference in timing. And also that timing does really come down to the the borrower at the end of the day if we're waiting to close and we're missing half the documents obviously we can't close so you're going to push back the closing quite a bit if you're on if you're not on top of your documents but if everyone's on top of their stuff let's just put it this way you're not going to be waiting on us to close we get everything done ahead of time we specialize in this type of stuff owner users what we love we do a lot of you know storage facilities gas stations liquor stores warehouses uh pretty much any business out there we also do uh, investment properties as well um you know office buildings um you know apartment buildings things like that the main thing, like I said, is just making sure we get down to the bottom of it, making sure it's a doable deal uh, and not wasting people's time. You know, it's very important to do, especially in an economy like this. Great, great. I, I love it. Um, I love the fact that you give value added services to the clients um, and you can also under- understand what they need. So you don't have to um, you don't have to waste people's time, basically. And you can help them in that sense, you know. Exactly. And like, same thing, like say that you're going to one bank and you're like, Hey, you know, I, you know, you're just going to go apply to a bank randomly at the end of the day to you, like to the bank. I mean, they don't know who you are. You're probably just a first time buyer or one person that they're never going to probably see that they've never seen before or might not see again. So for them, even if they come to a, a pickle at the end of the deal and there's a problem with the deal, they're probably going to let that deal go because they don't have much to lose because you're just one client to them. If a bank tries to do that to me, we have, you know, sometimes they're doing 10, 30, 40 million with a bank. You know, if they're they're not planning on losing 40 million a year from us, they're not going to play those games. So if they take on the deal, they know the obligation of taking on that deal because, you know, that's the whole point of why we do the work up front. So they don't have these problems at the end. So if they try to pull something later, they can basically know that's the last deal they're going to get from me. And so because of that, if there is some problem that comes 
comes up at the end, they'll figure some way of figuring it out because at the end of the day, it's, we're not just one client. We send them, we have a partnership, we do things together. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't mean they're going to win every deal just because they're, they're willing to work with us. They still have to fight for the deal. We're going to give them the opportunity to do it. But at the end of the day, if they're not willing to step up and get the best deal, they're not getting the deal. And that's the other thing too, is like, you know, if you go to a bank directly, they don't have the obligation to get you the best possible deal right up front. Why would they? They're going to see what they can get away with. Most people would just accept whatever they give them because it's their first time buying something. They're like, oh, well, we're just okay with whatever they're offering. I've heard they're good. So we'll just accept it. But the reality is even that same bank, we probably know the committee running that bank too. So instead of going to them, you know, directly, we're not even charging. So we can go and make them compete. And knowing that if they don't give me the best option, they already know they lost the deal because we know every other lender doing this stuff. So if they're going to play those games, that's not going to fly with me. It might fly with a buyer that has no idea what's going on, but I won't allow that to happen under my name. So yeah, so if we see that happen, we just say, okay, well, we'll get a different bank to do it then because this isn't going to work. And they already know the deal's gone. So they're not, so right now, any deal we send them, they're already going to give us their best foot forward. Otherwise, they already know that deal is basically on its way out because someone else will pick it up. Okay, great. That's a very big benefit on the copy because he already has a, a big business. He has a, a relationship for many, many years. And the banks are serious with him because he knows that he's the real deal and he's the it guy in lending. So they would not, they would not just play you as a new uh, beginner who is exactly. in the first deal and just give you like, here, here it is, you know. Yeah. And then not only that, but also at the same time, I mean, you know, we did, we were, you know, one of the owners of a bank out here in Manhattan Beach for about 15 years. And so that carries a lot of weight too. You know, a lot of the guys know my father from, you know, 20, 30 years in the business. They know that we're not here to waste time. And that's why we do everything up front. I mean, everyone else in my business, they, they don't spend the time to do the work up front and they're charging fees. And they're not even getting that great of terms. I mean, it does like there's always going to be good, you know, good competition that can compete with us at the same time. But at the but at the end of the day, not many people in my position have been in the ownership side of banks and understand the underwriting side like we do. We know what's who's doing what, who's going to do it. Because if like most banks, you can tell me right away, like, hey, I have this deal. You know, I have a bankruptcy. You know, it was a long time ago. I already know most banks. They're going to say, even if it was 30, 40, 50 years ago, we're not touching the deal. He's had a bankruptcy route. So I already know we're not sending it to these banks. But that client wouldn't know that. They would waste the bank's time. They'd go through all the documents and find out the end. Oh, yeah, we didn't know you had a bankruptcy. Sorry, we can't do the loan. And they would just bail on them. But what we do is we come out with all the problems up front, disclose everything up front, say, hey, these are the issues with the deal. Just to make clear before you issue any term sheet, you need to make sure you're okay with all the problems of the deal. And so we'll disclose the bankruptcy with everything. And a lot of banks are like, okay, it's 25 years ago. Why do we care about the bankruptcy? It's seven years ago. It's it's off the record. But as long as they have an ex they know what's going on, like you could have a bankruptcy because you bought 15 cars and didn't decide to pay any of them because you're irresponsible. The story alone will not want the bank will not want to do a loan for you because you were not a responsible person. Now, if you file bankruptcy because you're you got in a car accident and you have to pay all these medical bills and now you couldn't pay it because you're maxing your credit cards and this, obviously we understand what happened. And it's really about the story of what happened to the decision of why we'll do it or why we won't. So that's why I want to make that clear too. A lot of people think it's just black and white. It's it's not. You know, it's all about the story. That's why we're here to kind of help figure out what loan, what lender is going to do what, you know, which way we have to go with it and figure out a structure and go over everything prior so everyone's on the same page and then make sure the bank's on the same page. So before they issue anything, we all know that this deal's for sure going to happen as long as that appraisal and the environmental report comes in where we need to be at. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah. Okay. 
Is there anything else you and want I mean, to share we, with the audience? Yeah, yeah and, and also on top of that, I mean, you know, that's a lot of the stuff I've been talking about is SBA because right now there's a lot of incentives and it's a great program, but we do everything else. There is conventional options as well. There's non-recourse, CMBS loans. Um, those rates can be in the low twos sometimes, or I mean, the mid, the high twos to like three and a half fours on, on those rates. But the down payment might be a little bit more. They might want to be at 65% loan to value. They might be, maybe want, you know, maybe maybe 75% loan to value, whereas SBA on like storage, we're doing at 90% loan to value a lot of times. So depending on what the product is, we have we can figure it out and we'll let you know, hey, this is the option you can. If you want to put this much down, these are your options if you want to put this. So we'll be very clear about it. And then we all kind of know what we're getting into from day one. And none of us have false expectations. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Excellent. I think um, if viewers wants to connect with Akavi, um, I'll leave my email in the podcast description and just uh i'll send you an email introduction okay thank you everyone have a great day thank you thanks take care bye thanks for listening for more information you can find us online at www.graystonecapgroup.com check back weekly for new episodes see you again next time